All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. How's everybody doing today? My name is Quinn Eaton. No DJ Pig this week, so the streak ends, but someone that is with us today joining as a co-host, some would argue uh, just as good. Some, especially himself, would argue even better. Isaac Bayer. Isaac, how are you doing? I'm I'm cold this morning where I live. The temperatures have dropped. The temperature now is 45. So you've I left the windows open last night. You've traded out the Hawaiian shirt, the open faced Hawaiian shirt for a nice cozy robe, it looks like. And I love a good robe. I'm telling you. I, I think the, the art of the robe tell. has been lost because I've got I've got mine right here because uh of course I'm doing the podcast in my closet, but I Me think too. that you think there's a disconnect? Do you think the robe industry is doing well? I, I don't think they are. Uh, well, if I, you know, if I had to be thoughtful about it, I would think that the rope industry is probably connected to just the clothing industry in general. And so I think it's probably, I think it's probably doing okay. I think you're dead wrong. As I think, stands. I think that the robe industry is kind of its own thing. Um, there are robe factories and we're saying robe with a B, not, not a P just to make that clear in case. Uh, there's a disconnect there in the audience, but I think that the robe industry has its own kind of off off put like industry and it's it's not doing well because I think for the most part, you you see mostly older people wearing robes uh, and I might be totally wrong on this, but they're still, I think, having a, a good deal. They, they have a good like floor as far as sales because you always see robes in hotels, at least nice ones. So they're at least selling hotels hotels robes i think but as far as someone like me i'd say under 30 years old right now i don't i don't think anybody's ordering a robe and i might be wrong under 30 me yeah i don't look like it no but uh i i am yeah i'm under 30 birthday coming up getting closer to 30 uh but i don't want to i don't want to speak on that because that's not today's topic but thanks for filling in um, and thanks for also not saying anything about uh, anything negative about DJ, because that's that's always very fun to try to navigate yeah. through. Uh, a lot of we, self-control. But we might get to that here in a little bit. But this topic, um, I finally listened to you. I brought a topic to the table and you said, no, that's terrible. And I said, OK, that's fine. How about this topic? And you said this one's a little bit better. So speak, give give the audience maybe like a little bit of insight as to how the topic process is chosen of course it used to be a poll where we'd put up three different uh different ideas and people would vote on it the fans would um, but now we kind of choose it on our own just because we're a little far along and uh, there's a lot of flexibility issues with being able to do the podcast remote so for people that are listening those die hard all you need to know fans so like the, the 13 or 14 people that really want to know Tell them how the topic trans or not the topic transition works. We know that, but how the topic selection process is, especially whenever you're on. It's a real simple process. It's real simple. It starts out with a text from Quinn. Um, usually, and now you don't always record it the day before you release the pod, but sometimes, but generally it's like, you know, a few hours before you release, before we record. So in, in this instance, it was last night 
uh, probably like two or three hours before I went to bed. And of course, uh, we're recording first thing in the morning. So plenty of time. <clears throat> um, yeah, lots of time to kind of get get uh, ideas flowing. He'll usually send me a topic or two uh, that's really terrible. I'll say no. I'll probably counter with a topic that I know he won't accept, but I would like to usually, do it anyway. Usually because it's it's politically uh, divisive or it could be outright offensive, just the title of it and, itself. And that strategy is one could argue a key uh, element of politics itself is counter offering with an argument so outlandish that it would never yeah it would never so where you reach a compromise. take it anyway exactly and so then Quinn usually thinks really hard he, he he goes through the list he's like what are some things that are happening lately and then he and then he usually lowballs with something in the middle and I'm like yeah well you know it could be worse and, and we'll go with that. I'm glad that you mentioned the list because it is the li the almighty list is something that I always go back to. And this is a topic and this is no joke because we've we've talked about the the process of coming up with ideas. Uh, DJ and I lock ourselves in a room together, turn the heat up literally like 85, 86 degrees um, and no water, no food, nothing. We stay in there for three or four hours. That. It's kind of like whenever Rogers did his darkness retreat. Right. Except we have we have one sole lamp. Uh, that's in the room that lights lights the place, but everything else is like darked out. Like the the windows, they're blacked out with cardboard and things like that. And we sit there and we have a piece of paper and we just write down whatever idea comes to mind. Sometimes we'll play really loud music uh, to kind of get us focused. Heavy metal, um, sometimes like children's theme songs, uh, children's shows theme songs, like over and over again, just to try to get us in the right mindset. Um, there's there's occasionally. Uh, just to, just to kind of get us focused, we'll put a, a towel over our faces and pour water on our on our heads, just so just so we're at that that point of, oh my gosh, I've got to get a topic, I've got to figure out what we're talking about today, and this this topic, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet, was one of those very first ones on the list. So this is a six almost six years in the making topic and I think that we're going to be able to unpack it and one could argue that we've touched on a couple of these things over the years but this is kind of its own thing and I'm excited to talk about it like you do a lot of like Guantanamo Bay torture to yourselves sounds like that's a big element of coming up with a topic when your back is against the wall sometimes that's when you come up with your best ideas so some might say that those uh, methods are a little far-fetched, maybe a little aggressive or excessive. Uh, we think that it's just getting us into that that right mindset to where we can actually come up with with topics. So we do a lot behind the scenes for those podcasts, you know, for the the 25, 30 people that listen to it. So I, I'm I'm all for it. I, I've never once thought that, that we didn't uh, do the right thing or we didn't push it as far as we should have we're always at that point it's it's actually always maybe we should kind of rein it back a little bit but we're not going to rein it back today because we've got a hell of a topic we need to get into it and so without further ado this is episode 284 today's topic fall wait for the 300 episode special that'll be a real big one can't wait right. for what you have planned you're right we are coming up on the episode 300 spectacular uh nothing in the in the idea chamber at the moment i will say that usually every 100 episodes there is some sort of uh song some sort of parody 
that kind of, I don't know, points out the, you know, the special moment. We had the 100 recap wrap, and I believe episode 200, we did the uh, Stan parody, uh, which is which was good. I, I think that a lot of people responded to that well. Now, parodies, there's a lot to go into them. Uh, so hopefully, if we were to do that, because it's been a while since we've done a parody, I'll be honest. And if we kind of put a lot of effort into it, hopefully it'll pay off. Uh, because we know for six years, everything's paid off with this podcast. The only thing that's not paid off is the mortgage on the on the uh, studio and then the fees that are charged Financial. to host yeah to host yeah. the uh the podcast and the website but anyways we're talking about fall today right we're we're in fall uh this is coming out in october uh so happy october to everybody that's listening right now for those people that discover this podcast maybe 25 30 years from now uh there used to be seasons so uh there used to be uh, different weather changes. Um, it wasn't always eighty to ninety degrees outside. So, uh, not to not I think to we get too, unpack that. Not to I think too, we should not, unpack that. No, okay. no, no, no. You're saying not to get too this way or that way, but let's unpack you're it, implying then. you're implying your prediction is that in three decades or less, there will be it'll be year long scorching heat and no seasons. You know, I, I hate to talk about climate change, right? But uh, fall is a season. Um, you're taught all the seasons whenever you're in elementary school, Isaac. So for those that just need a refresher, the four seasons are. That's. Oh yeah. No. Did you want me to refresh the people listening to the podcast? Yes. And not the hotel four seasons. We're talking about the actual four seasons. Oh, well then I don't know. Fall, winter, spring, summer. So you have those four different times of the year that you're supposed to be able to pretty easily differentiate. Uh, but in recent years, and I'm assuming, and, and I don't want to get, well, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but I'm assuming that as we kind of progress uh, and, you know, some people say that, Hey, this is, a, this is all a hoax and it's, it's just a theory, but it does seem like it's getting warmer. Um, I won't put a name on it. I won't, I won't put my finger on exactly what people are calling it, but I do remember, I think, two or, did. I think two or three years ago, uh, I drove on Christmas day to the grocery store to get something for uh, the meal that we were preparing that we forgot. I had the windows down. It was 72 degrees. So that you, to me, what grocery store was open on Christmas day. They were open just for a short period of time. Uh, like in the morning, just in, or like, or maybe it was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. I apologize. Christmas Eve, three or four years ago, I drove to the grocery store, windows down because it was a comfortable 72 degrees. But fall the season, right? If we're talking about fall and we're we're hopeful that we either live in an area where you do experience seasons or uh, we're not, you know, 30, 40 years in the future. And there's a kind of a gray area as far as like the separation of seasons. Um but fall, what, what do you, what do you feel? What do you see that kind of lets you know that fall is here? You know, it's a lot, a lot less bugs, and I think that's got to be a top three reason that we enjoy fall. Mosquitoes gone, annoying insects gone. You're driving down the road and you're not hitting. Okay, well, you are still hitting a lot of bugs, but you know, you're not being bothered as much. Sure. When it's 45 degrees outside, there's no, I'm not getting assaulted by, you know, insects. Where do the bugs go? Insects. Do they die or do they just they freeze down? No, they freeze. And then, and that's Until it. next year. Yeah. 
They is just kind of like, get caught up in a block of ice. They kind of get like, like uh, Captain America. Sure. Is it like cicadas where they bury themselves or whatever and they're they're gone for seven years and they come back? Is that is that the kind of thing that's going on? Probably. Okay. Well, I appreciate your expertise on that. I think some of the first signs of fall, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is I, I always recognize it whenever it's that first cool breeze that comes through, right? Maybe maybe you're still wearing, you're rocking a, a short sleeve shirt and some shorts, and then all of a sudden you're walking around outside and you go, oh man, I kind of need a jacket. That first moment where you're like, I need to have a jacket, I feel like that's like, okay, fall's here. And sometimes that comes a little early and then it gets hot again, but then it finally comes back to fall. I think that's kind of what we've experienced this year in 2023, because we had a little period where it was like, oh wow, high of 71 and uh, it's really cold at night. Then it got back up to the 90s. But now we're kind of slowly, I think, getting back to, oh, it's it's fall weather. And so it's either that. And by the way, love hoodie and shorts. There's a, there's a certain period of time where you can do that. You wear a hoodie or a pullover with shorts. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Because it keeps the top keeps the top warm, but it also still allows for some airflow on the legs. Maybe a little cool breeze runs up your shorts, you know, not saying anything, not trying to be provocative, but that cool breeze kind of cools things down, but you've got your hoodie on. I love a hoodie with shorts. I've been doing that. I've been doing that lately. Well, not at 45 degrees, I haven't, but, you know, but prior to that, I have. Uh, you know, you walk to class, the leaves gently, you know, coming off of the tree. Yes. The wind, you know, ever so ever so delicately caressing your naked leg. Yes. You know, it's really, you can't, it's about as good as it gets, I'd say. That was poetic, what you just said. Uh, and another thing that's poetic is something else that I was going to mention, because the first sign of fall for me is either that cool breeze or it's the pumpkin spice, because pumpkin spice, it comes back. Uh, it's, it's coming back earlier and earlier. And some people like it. Some people hate it. What was that? Do you think so? Do you think it does come back oh, earlier yes. every year? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, it should be coming back right now uh, in October, maybe late September. Uh, they're, they're, you, you're seeing coffee shops, stores all try to capitalize on the pumpkin spice craze uh, starting in August. And I, and I'm almost certain that that's whenever the pumpkin spice was brought back. And it's kind of like the McRib, right? You don't really know when it's back or when it's going to go away. But it, it comes back, and it seems like pumpkin spice now is like August to November. Because at some point, what replaces pumpkin spice? Do you know? This is Christmas a good question. Christmas mint. Peppermint, mocha. Yeah, peppermint something. Uh, Yeah, Christmas comes around and kind of takes the place of pumpkin spice. And I'm assuming, I think, why can't they do both at the same time? I don't know. Um, Some people think pumpkin spice should be year-round. I don't know about that. But first sign of fall either that cool breeze you feel or pumpkin spice. What do you think? You know, I think the cool breeze shows up a little bit after the pumpkin spice, but I'll say it, you know, there are certain things that I love about pumpkin spice. I'm not a big fan of the pumpkin spice coffees. Sometimes they're a little sweet. Mm. Uh, it's hard for, I find that it's hard for the pumpkin spice, the pumpkin spicers, if I can be so bold, sure. to find the balance between like the kind of sickly sweet that isn't really doing it for you and and the way too full-bodied sweet that takes over anything else. But it's hard to find a good middle ground. So I tend to like my pumpkin spice in other items. Sure. I'm talking pumpkin cookies, roll. pumpkin roll, pumpkin loaf. The DQ pumpkin 
uh, like pumpkin pie blizzard. Oh, is gotta be one of the best pumpkin food items I've ever eaten. Hands down. I'm with you there. I am with you there. Maybe a little pumpkin spice cheesecake. They basically just pump the pumpkin spice into whatever. Now, have I ever seen a pumpkin and thought that it would be spicy? No, I've never thought that. I don't know where that kind of connection comes from. I don't really get a hint of pumpkin at all. It tastes more like a, I don't know what the actual spice that's in it um, is, but I know that it's not extracted from pumpkin. So I believe that there is sort of a... Uh, I, and, and I'm and I might get in trouble for saying this, but I think there's almost like a laundering kind of thing, right? Where there's a false narrative around pumpkins being being the origin of the spice. They're just capitalizing on the fall uh, aura or aura, excuse me, and and saying this is a pumpkin, this is spice. Put them together, you're going to pay nine dollars for a cup of coffee. What do you think it tastes like then? It doesn't. It doesn't taste like pumpkin. I'll I'll tell you that. Okay. Listen, we don't well, have, have you ever tasted a pumpkin? We don't have enough time to get to this, right? Um, what we need to get to is the fact that DJ's not here, right? And I said we were going to get to that in a second. It's because of fall break. And so he is a teacher. Uh props to him. Hey, how about how about a little little clapping for DJ, right? You don't want to clap, feel, so that's fine. Well, I'm just not is DJ the type of per you know, we've had him on the podcast big times. Is he the type of person you want? influencing a generation of children i think so i think he does a good job i mean i've never sat in um and and seen how he does but i'm assuming he's, he's pretty decent at his job and with fall break that was always kind of a nice thing whenever you're in school do you in college it's not as long right do you have a fall break at all still i don't even know if i do have a fall break i think i have gotcha. a two days off for thanksgiving Gotcha. So in school, if you remember, there was a whole week fall break because it's like teachers need a break or else they're going to go crazy. Let's just say that this week, let's call it a wash and say fall break. And I, for one, am going to put out there that I believe fall break should never stop. Even if you're in the work environment, if you are a grown up and you're not in education, there should be some sort of fall break. Let's just put it out there. All working environments need a fall break, a winter break and a spring break. There, I said it. It's an interesting take, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, I really don't even disagree with it. Good. That's the craziest okay. part. Let's uh, just move on but, then. Oh, all right. Yeah, well. The cooler weather usually brings warmer clothes, right? Some people leave their clothes in boxes in the attic and they go and get them whenever they need them. I, for one, just usually keep, you could actually even see Isaac, you can see my my closet here. I've got some of my heavier jackets. Um, he records every episode in a closet. I do, and the fans that are listening don't don't get to see. Um, but like, this is a nice color, don't you think? It's a kind of a light, lighter blue. Uh, really... yeah, I'm not a light. I'm not a light. I'm more of a dark sure. blue enjoyer. But gotcha. I bet they all make for really good soundproofing. It really is. I mean, the sound the sound has never been better for me on my end uh, for the podcast, which is actually really cool. And cooler weather usually means flannels, right? And do you love a good flannel? I don't really. You mean just like the long sleeve flannels? Yes. Yeah, I don't really wear. I mean, I would. You know what I'm saying? I think I could do. I think that's definitely uh, within my. I could pull something like that off. You the know. Only but I find myself not wearing them so much. I'm more of a hoodie or jacket wearer with the short sleeve underneath. The only 
tricky thing with a flannel is you've you've got to make sure you got to check the forecast and make sure it's not getting above probably 70 degrees because that thing is hot. I mean, it's a it's a it's a heavier fabric. You've got to make sure that you're planning ahead and you're knowing that you're not going to sweat your ass off if you wear this thing outside. And so it's a tricky it's a tricky and dangerous game wearing a flannel, but I do love whenever flannel season comes around. I've only got three or four and that's really all you need. I think anybody that has more than that, I, you know, they need to be checked on. I think more than three or four flannels. Yeah. Is a flannel the type of shirt you, you put into the, the dirties, the dirty clothes after you wear it or can, is it like a hoodie or a jean where you might wear it a couple days before you put it in? You know, that's a great Depending question. Depending on what you're doing, you know. But like, I think a you... lot of people uh a lot of people wear an undershirt with a flannel. So I think uh in that in that case it would be fine. Now, if you're talk going back to what I was just saying, where you, you got a little greedy and you wore it and you wore it and you started sweating, you got a little back sweat going, that and it's kind of stuck, it's kind of stuck on the flannel, like you could have you could take oh. your flannel off and wring it out, then you definitely oh. need to wash it. <laughs> I know that might yeah, that but... might be a stretch, but I'm I'm just saying. But I just love the the clothes i feel like i thrive in colder weather and i know that you probably feel the same right you kind of like things a little bit cooler i don't like it to be 95 100 degrees right because you can always put more clothes on but you can't at one point you have to stop taking clothes off and so that's why my favorite seasons fall winter the first part of spring where it's kind of getting warm but for the most part i i would go ahead and say fall might be my favorite fall yeah i yeah, I can agree with that. I, I'm, I mean, I'll say it. It sounds a little crazy. I'm a big winter fan. Yeah, I, I like mean, it. I like it real too. cold, and I like the snow. And around here where I'm living, usually the snow hits at the end of this month. So I've got a couple weeks. I'm kind of holding out hope. Before Halloween, it hit before Halloween last year. It could do. It could very well do so again this year. And and out there, I mean, the snow just stays on the ground for weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Love we, that. You know, yeah, it stays cold. I love that. But let's not get ahead of ourselves with winter, right? Because we're talking about fall. And one of those, one of those, we were talking about the telltale signs of, hey, it's about to be fall. Of course, there's like an actual date on the calendar. It's like, hey, this is the first day of fall. But who cares about how that? They, how do they, how how do they, they know? That? Exactly. Is it the mind calendar still? Are we still following that? I have no idea. But I know one thing that lets me know it's fall. And it's the leaves changing colors and falling off trees. Now, once they fall off the trees, the trees are kind of sad. But as they're falling off, slash, as the trees, the leaves on the trees are just starting to change colors, you're getting beautiful. You, you still have a couple that are green. You're getting beautiful reds and yellows and oranges. Just looking at a at a thing, a, a place of trees, right? Maybe a, a, some might call it a forest. Looking at a forest and seeing all of these Whoa. different, all of these different colors you know bursting holy smokes i don't know what it is but i could just sit there with a chair and just look at the trees whenever they're that whenever they're changing colors i love that slow and it's a slow process it's a slow burn but then and and i'm not trying to make a wildfire joke or anything not trying to bring up climate change but i was saying that as like it's a slow process that's what i was trying to use that phrase right right no for sure yeah no and i and listen you and i'll say it because You've, you know, you've never, you've really just lived in the same place your whole life. You don't have, you know, a real appreciation of how beautiful the fall is in that part of the country. Because around here, the fall is, it's quick and it's nice, but it's, it's, 
it's very it's below average easily. Sure. A lot of places there's a lot of places and there's fall and it just doesn't hit the same. Back home is the is the most beautiful fall that I've ever experienced. That that time of the year up there. So you're kind of saying number one. You're kind of saying the Midwest of the United States kind of gets the best part because it's a it's a drawn out process versus where it's really, it gets really cold fast out there in the West where you're living or versus in like the city a, of the trees, the type of trees. Yes. You know, and it all comes together real nice. But out here, uh, it's 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 kind of sad comparatively. That's that's whenever you also go down to Florida and there's no seasons really whatsoever. It's just hot and sticky. And whenever it gets below 65, people think it's winter and they bring out their coats like it's a whole different thing. And I guess it does depend on where you're living for those things to happen. Um, But a lot of people go down to Florida or live in warmer places to avoid something called, say it with me now, seasonal depression. Okay. You didn't didn't say it with me, but uh, I I understand that sometimes... Never heard of that. A lot of it has to do with sunlight, right? Because in the fall and the winter, especially the winter, there's not as much sun coming in. Um, I guess it's a vitamin D that's, that's provided by the sun. So there's kind of a little bit of a disconnect there emotionally, mentally. Uh, but like you and I said earlier, I want to go ahead and preface this by saying all the people that struggle with seasonal depression, hey, we're we're here for you. Um, whatever we can do to help, just let us know. But Isaac and I, I I'm seasonal happy whenever it gets to be cold. I mean, I, I love fall. I love it getting cold winter. I know it gets dark early, but that gives me just more of an excuse to sit in and watch sports. So I'm all for it. I mean, I I like, and I I would argue that I thrive whenever it's colder. Do you think that maybe these people don't have the capability to find joy in each part of the year in their lives? It's possible, and and like I said, I don't want to get too they look into to the, the winter, weeds. and they say they say I could never understand to appreciate uh, the snow. Yeah. And the hibernation of the creatures. And then spring comes around and they're like, I could never learn to appreciate the uh, rebirth of life and warm temperatures. Yeah. I mean, you're onto onto something there. You're onto something there. And you're so onto something there that I think we can move past seasonal depression and talk about pumpkins, corn mazes, and hay rides, right? Because you love a good pumpkin. You told me this. You told me this. You told me this earlier. You love a good pumpkin, right? Sometimes people. You ever eaten a pumpkin? We kind of touched on this earlier. Uh, I have had Eats. a pumpkin seed. Yes, I've yeah, had seeds, seeds before, and they're not Roast bad. Them, toast them. Yep. Salt, pepper, garlic. Mm-hmm. What I've do you carved, think about that. I've carved a couple pumpkins in my day. I love a good jack o' lantern. Um, I'm, I'm surprisingly artistic. Uh, I would, I would categorize myself as surprisingly artistic. Carving the pumpkin. I can carve a pumpkin. I really can, really? and I love, I love to carve a pumpkin. I'll tell you what. But pumpkins, corn mazes. When is the earliest rice. you're carving a pumpkin? When is the earliest I'm carving a pumpkin? You've got yeah. to think about this is it another was yesterday. Thing. What? Yesterday, that's the earliest. I agree with that. For me, though, because I want my if it, if I'm carving a pumpkin, of course the pumpkin turns into a jack o' lantern, and so I want that jack o' lantern to last through Halloween. So I'm usually looking at the weather. Is it going to be a hundred degrees the week of Halloween? You know that kind of thing. Maybe you wait a little bit longer to carve the pumpkin just so it's still not as droopy. Because if you if you carve a pumpkin and then it's hot outside, gets a little droopy, kind of loses the uh, 
you know, the, the appropriate shape that you intended it to have. Uh, so you have to be kind of strategic with that, but I love a good pumpkin and I love a good carving of a pumpkin. You know, I don't know the last time I carved a pumpkin. Wow. I think I'll be doing it this year. Good. Uh, but I could not tell you, frankly, it has been many years. Everybody should carve a pumpkin. It should just be you one of those it? things. You buy it from the store or do you go pick it? Do you make a day out of it? Do you go to the pumpkin patch? Thank you for for mentioning that because one of those things that you do this time of year, um, especially white women, is you go to a pumpkin patch and you go to a corn maze. Hold on a second. There's nothing wrong with going to the pumpkin patch. And I I agree with you wholeheartedly. But if there was one demographic that loved a pumpkin patch more than anybody else, and you have to agree with me. Children, sure. children. But for the Instagram accounts for tiktok you got to go to a pumpkin patch you got to wear a flannel uh and you got to take a cute picture in the pumpkin patch i mean that's just something that you do and i i honestly love the pumpkin patch experience because like i said usually there's a corn maze there uh love a good corn maze hay rides are fun i haven't done a hay ride in a long time just because i feel like you kind of age out of that you age out of it but then you age back in whenever you have a kid so uh i don't have any plans anytime soon but hay rides will kind of come back around for me at some point but the whole experience is fun, right? But the only problem with the pumpkin patch and the corn maze and the hay rides, right? Seems like a weekend activity, right? Doesn't it seem like you would do that on a Saturday or a Sunday? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you probably, yeah. I mean, and depending on your job. What's the yeah. issue with doing something on a Saturday or a Sunday? There, everybody else is there. It's busy. Sure. But what I'm trying to get at is on Saturdays and Sundays. And I'm and I'm kind of like looking around like I'm telling a secret here. I'm trying to make sure there's no one else in this closet with me. You say something about football season, I'm gonna lose it. Football's you on. You whispered it and it didn't come through. It football didn't come through. Is on there Saturdays is. and Sundays. There it is. You got college football I mean, on Saturdays. Give me a break. You got NFL football on on Sundays. I will admit to the audience that this past weekend there was a London game. Uh, so the Jaguars played the Falcons at 8.30 in the morning. So I watched football from 8.30 in the morning until 10, probably 8.30 at night. It was over 12 hours of football that I just sat there and watched. You know it. what? And you know what? Thank goodness you don't have a kid either. Because that homie's neglected on foot in football season. No, 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 God forbid! God forbid you take your family out to a pumpkin patch and show them a good time and say, "I can record, I can DVR the football." Yesterday there was a Toy Story broadcast. I don't know if you saw that. They literally took the football players and they put chips in their shoulder pads and used some sort of I don't know technology to where it literally live casted the game as toys for kids to watch. And so parents all over the country, all over the world probably, were raving about this because their kids were locked in because it was Toy Story and they love watching that crap, right? And so dad's getting to watch football. The kids are getting to watch something that has Toy Story characters in it. It's a win-win for everybody. That technology should be used on every single uh, NFL game for the rest of the time, just so dads can watch it and not you know neglect their kids. But I don't want to talk about football too much because we have an entire episode dedicated to that. We also have an entire episode dedicated to what we're going to kind of touch on real quick, spooky season and scary movies. Now, whenever you come into fall, especially October, you start to see, you know, pumpkins, witches, 
uh, ghosts, uh, zombies, you know, all the scary things because Halloween is coming, right? House decorations. House decorations. I love spooky season. I absolutely can't get enough of it. Now, scary movies I'm out on, okay? we. I, I think, we, like I said, we've touched on an entire episode. You want to track it down, go listen to it. Feel free, and we, we actually encourage you to. But scary movies I'm out on because my life's scary enough. Um, I have anxiety, so anytime I really that. do anything, I kind of get scared. Uh, so This guy works from noon to 7. He's relaxing, and he watches football the rest of the hours. He's not worried about anything. There's nothing scary. He's recording in a closet. Let me tell you this. Showing trailers for horror movies should not be allowed on television because one, there are kids, there are kids watching. All right. They they don't need to see that stuff. Number two, they scare me. There's one right now that's trying to, uh, you know, showcase and let people know that the new exorcist is coming out. It's horrifying. It's only a couple of seconds, maybe 25, 30 seconds. And there's a little girl on there like, I'm scared to go to hell. I don't want to see that. I don't want to listen and have to have to have that come up on my television. There should be a warning. There should be a little button that says, by the way, we're about to show the new trailer for The Exorcist. Would you like to watch it or would you rather maybe skip it and we'll just show you a picture of a bird taking a bath in some water? And I would take the bird every single time. Ten times out of it ten. Feels, it feels like a little bit subjective, maybe. No, uh, it's not. As to I, the level of who no, is and who is not willing. There are, plenty of, there are plenty of people. strong enough. There are plenty of people with me on this one. There are dozens of us. I'm telling you. There are dozens hey, of that's us. That's going to be one of the. It's going to be one of the questions on the on the poll sure. is are you are you do you are you afraid of horror movie trailers yes i'm not i'm not saying that i'm afraid of them well i am but i'm saying that they shouldn't be forced upon people whenever they're watching television i mean i'm watching a football game right i'm just trying to have a good time watch a football game and what if i had my kid next to me what am i supposed to say how am i supposed to explain what just happened on the television when like i said the little girl black eyes says i'm scared to go to hell then the kid's like am i going to hell then that's a that opens up a whole pandora's box of conversations and questions and nightmares both for me and my kid i don't have a kid but i'm just saying you got to give some warning it drives me insane that they do that they force it on I you think about i think about that sometimes for fast food ads sure i have a lot of self-control you know and i guess i get what you're saying uh, but before we close out, haunted houses. How do you feel about haunted houses? I love a haunted house. Frankly, one of my one of my uh, most forward looking that I, things that I like would like to do. I don't always get the chance to do it, depending on how, you know timing and, and how far and what it is and the price. Certainly, now let you know, that's a whole yeah. other topic. They can be outrageous, but I've really been through some some really nice, really high end uh, haunted houses. Really impressive stuff, and uh, you know I'm always real nervous. And I talk a lot when I get real nervous, and so I tend to find myself just going through a haunted house, just blabbering, you know, nonsense, nonsense the whole time. But it's uh, it's always a good experience, I'd say. Yeah, uh, with with me, a haunted house. Why would I pay sixty dollars uh, to be scared? Uh, whenever I can just, you know, open up my watch an ad, apparently. Yeah, watch an ad that is forced upon me, or. Also, just open up my bank account and see how much money I spent last month, right? There are, there are enough things that are scary in my life to where I don't need to go spend money to be scared. I've never really understood that 
facet. Some people really like that, though. Some people love the thrill. They love the uh, adrenaline that a haunted house provides. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, I mean, and just and, you know, based on what you said today, I'm not really surprised by that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I don't really want to say anything else. I think we've covered fall. I think we've done a good job. Um, we, we've really if we if we didn't cover it to 95 percent, we really poked at it. We're at least 75, 80 percent, I would say. And it's too bad anyway, because we only have a minute, 25 seconds left in our yeah. Zoom call. It's almost as if there's a timer or something. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am Isaac Bear. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2know00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.